Do you feel stuck in your life, career, or business? And are you ready to take things to the next level? If we haven't had a chance to meet, my name is David Trotter, and I'm a transformation coach passionate about helping people just like you rise above your biggest barriers to reach your greatest goals. My superpower is helping people experience tremendous breakthroughs in a short period of time. If you give me 12 weeks, I'll help you launch that new project, go after that better job, or overcome that challenge in your business. To find out how I can help you, head on over to insporising.com slash coach. That's insporising.com slash coach. Welcome to Inspiration Rising. My name is David Trotter, and I'm your host and a business strategist dedicated to helping female entrepreneurs double their online business, all without the paralyzing overwhelm, feeling alone, or wondering what the heck to do next. Well, today, I want to introduce you to Emily K. Thomas. She's the founder of Live Your Light School and of Sundari Swim, an eco-conscious Body Love Swimwear brand, and it is her mission to bridge the gap for individuals craving more fulfillment in their lives. She teaches a no-fluff approach to mindset, manifestation, and online business. Her courses offer tools to facilitate self-coaching with her Breathe Mind Management Method, which we get into toward the end of our conversation. Now, throughout this interview, we dive into how you can honor your past while paving the way for your future. Now, we meander through all sorts of great conversations and stories, and Emily drops some amazing nuggets of wisdom, so I want you to listen closely. Now, before we jump into the conversation, I want to remind you of two things. One, if you enjoy Inspiration Rising, would you mind sharing it with a friend? You can take a screenshot of your phone right now, text them the image and say, hey, open your podcast app, search for Inspiration Rising and click subscribe. They will thank you for it, I am sure. Also, if you need a little daily inspiration, I send out daily inspirational text messages and all you have to do to start receiving them is to text me. The number is 949-401-6090. That's 949-401-6090. Say, hey, what's up, Dave? I want to get the text. And you'll get an automatic reply message that gives you the opportunity to add yourself as one of my contacts. And then you'll start receiving the daily text messages. Of course, you'll be inspired. And if you're not inspired any longer, you can unsubscribe. Yeah, it's easy. It's that simple. All right, hey, let's jump into my conversation with Emily K. Thomas. Well, Emily, thanks so much for taking some time to hang with me today. I appreciate it. Oh my goodness, I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Tell me a little bit about your journey and how a transition kind of occurred in your life not too many years ago. When we try to identify one specific story that really we want to say like transformed our lives, I think it's really hard to because I think there's a lot of moving pieces throughout all of our lives. And every element is a key piece of the puzzle, Mm -hmm. um, for lack of better words. And so I think, you know, to just give you kind of an insight about who I am and my story about who has shaped me into who I am today, I think we have to just go back and kind of combine a lot of stories. And when I do that, what I mean is, gosh, imagine you are standing at the front door of your house. Okay. And 
looking at the front door, you walk inside and you see that you have your living room to your left or wherever it might be in your house. And then you have your rooms and then you have your bathrooms. So let's just pretend that every single room (laughs) is a personality that you are, right? So Mm -hmm. for me, (laughs) so for me, I grew up in a really beautiful household. My parents just loved me so, so much. And they did such a good job, in my opinion, as a new mother. I'm like, oh my gosh, they did an incredible job with us. Um, But what really happened was I was so adamant about pleasing everybody around me that what would happen is like, let's take the metaphor of the house. So every room that I would walk into, I was a different shade of Emily. Hmm. So in a relationship per se, like I was the color purple in the, and that would be the living room. And then I'd walk into my bedroom and I was the shade of, you know, violet in a different color purple, you know, and, and every element of me was scattered throughout the house, but there was one corner of the house that was the truest part of Emily, right? Mm -hmm. And what was significant about this was the smallest part of the house was my truth that I didn't give permission to be bigger than a closet. Mm. So my truth, I was afraid to share it because I didn't know what it was. I, I I knew exactly how to be the color violet in the living room. I knew exactly how to succeed in my career in the bedroom. Did, is that all making sense? Sure, of so course, yeah. I I knew, like, for instance, if the bedroom would get a little bit hot, I knew how to call, cool it down really easily. I knew it. I had it down. It was all dialed and very calculated. And I had it down really, really well. And and what that looked like for me was I was really, really successful in the medical device industry. And I really climbed that corporate ladder quickly. By the age of 23, I was making multiple six figures. And in a male-dominated company, I was one of the only female um, representatives in that specific industry. And and I was really good at seeing the challenge and, and really stepping up to the plate and seeing what I needed to do to get the work done. And really, you know, continuing with this metaphor of walking into that room, I knew how to either turn up the dial and the heat or lower the, the dial to, to really um, equalize, to match the environment that I needed mm. to be. And that in, in all throughout this whole experience, that little tiny closet of my truth was still there and it was still nudging me. And that closet that I realize now, I didn't have the language around it at the time when I was in that industry and when I was, you know, taking all the boxes on the list that I was supposed to, supposedly supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize that the closet was my truest gift. Mm. And so I found myself visiting the closet a lot more frequently as I saw that there was this greater need and and dissonance and and this pull from my heart that something was off 
I didn't know what it was. And like I said, I didn't have the language around it to really comprehend Mm -hmm. that I was out of alignment, but I knew something wasn't right. And I was in conflict constantly in my head. So, you know, if I were to identify three ways that I was stuck or feeling really stuck at that time, it was, you know, energetically, I was so exhausted. I was depleted and, and just doing the smallest tasks, like writing emails or getting up and, and putting a, um, a funnel or a, um, a pipeline plan in place to present to upper management or whatever it was mm-hmm. just seems so exhausting. Something that like really had a fire within me before, like just kind of dwindled. You know, and if I were to check in with my body, another sign that I would find was that, you know, I was just, gosh, my health was depleting. Um, my eating habits had really taken a turn. Um, and if I would to, you know, for a third concept of how I was, I could really identify how I was stuck is my mind just felt really fuzzy and I couldn't identify where I wanted to be, mm. right? So, so I felt really stuck. And so the next question is how, how did I get out of that space? When you talk about the closet or the corner of the home, and you talked about kind of visiting that from time to time, kind of checking mm-hmm. in on that, what did that look like? Thank you. Yeah. So, so the closet and I, you know, as I'm speaking to you right now, like this is just coming through and like it's, I'm getting chills because I am almost reliving it right now, but it really looked like closing my eyes. And feeling the sensations within my body. I truly didn't have a meditation practice at the time. I didn't even know. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go and practice yoga. I didn't have my yoga certification. I didn't teach the modalities. It's just literally what I was called to do. Hmm. So um, when I'd visit this closet, it would be um, Emily, you are here to serve. Emily, you are here to speak on stages. Emily, I'd see all these visions coming through of, of really supporting people that were going through what I was going through, which was this mm. internal conflict of, of not feeling able to be me, mm-hmm. the true me, mm-hmm. right? And so I would visit this closet and the closet would really be a um, exploration of the world, what the world would look like if I really was me. Mm -hmm. And and so I really dabbled. I, I started exploring and almost like walking through it, that doorway and saying, okay, well, let's just see what this would look like if I did start speaking and did start meditating and did, you know, so I'd start to dabble into some of the self-development books and I ventured out to some yoga classes. And so over a course of about five years, I really started the, the closet type of room really started expanding and growing into more of actually like a bedroom size, right? So it did take time, but it was the the baby steps that really kept, allowed me to to open up and really see that there was really nothing to be afraid of. Hey friends, if you're feeling stuck and wondering who you really are and what your purpose is in this world, I want to encourage you to pick up my new book, Empowered to Rise, The Secret to Embracing Your True Identity, Uncovering Your Superpowers, and Bringing Your Inspiration to the World. Listen to one of the five-star Amazon reviews, this one by Cameron. She writes, I've been a fan of David Trotter's podcast for quite some time, so I was eager to read his new book. I found it as inspiring and motivating as his podcast. 
It's a quick read filled with humor, humility, and valuable messages that are easy to apply to your daily life. He shares his relatable experiences as well as those of guests that have appeared on his podcast. His message of embracing your true identity, the unique talents and superpowers we all have, the what-if potential, and how to take action are a great launch to living a more fulfilled life for yourself and inspiring those around you. All right, hey, I want to encourage you to pick up the book on Amazon via the special link, insporising.com slash book. Right now, go to insporising.com slash book. When you were feeling that um, that transition, that that the rub, perhaps, of the success and the medical device, the sales industry versus, boy, there's something inside of me that's you know, kind of coming up, it sounds like there's a bit of um, possible uh, burnout there that you were experiencing in your job. Mm -hmm. Um, Did it come to a point where you made a transition or was it more of just an inner transition? Help me understand that part of the journey. Sure. Thank you for asking. Yeah, I, I actually, it was, it was a long time coming. I know that's, you know, kind of trite, to say, but it was something that I I needed to warm up to the idea of of really exploring these passions and creative outlets that I had within me. Um, and and like I said before, I was just I started going to yoga. I was introduced some, to some really beautiful um, pieces of literature that opened my eyes and to a new way of thinking. And um, what were some of those? Truly, what were some of those resources that you started delving into? The first that actually my very first book that I that I still resort to is The Four Agreements mm-hmm. by Don Miguel Ruiz. I mean that that book, it's so simple, but it's so profound. And those just four agreements. I love it when we simplify these concepts down to really easy to digest terminology and and that we can apply in our day to day. So really, I, I love that because that's what I do today is as I try to simplify all of these ways to really understand how your mind is working and how to honor the past and actually use the past as your superpower to create what you want to do today. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what I did is I, um, I decided, I decided to, to look at the situation I was in where I felt really out of alignment and started to look at like where this disalignment started. How did I start feeling this way? And how did I actually start shifting out of that? And that really started building the components of, of understanding why my brain was, was, was doing what it was doing, why I was being led where I was being led. I was, um, I started opening up to the intuitive world and really uh, stopped ignoring those intuitive pulls that I was, I was receiving. And at at the time I didn't understand what I was even, you know, these messages that I was getting was even an intuitive Mm -hmm. voice within. I, I, I truly didn't know what it was, but once I started really exploring and massaging the concept of being, you know, this, this service to the world, I got out of my own way. Right. And, and started to, to really en- en- engulf my pains and, and feel the emotions all the way through. Mm. So I had a lot of, um, I had a lot of incidences at, at, in that, in that position, my most recent position up at the corporate position that I was in, where I had a struggle with a, a manager at the time. 
And, and I decided not to, I decided not to look at the past and look at his experience with me in a negative way. So, and this is something I teach today too, is really looking at the past as a way to, to honor how you've moved through to feel the emotion so that, and, and I use the metaphor when I teach this concept of honoring your past to pave your future, I use the metaphor of, of carrying around a sack of potatoes. So if you are not feeling the emotion all the way through and understanding the sensations in your body, in essence, you're carrying around a sack of potatoes with you in the future. <laughs> so mm. I like to teach people how to unpack that emotion because when we realize that emotion um truly is the is if we are not afraid of feeling any emotion we can do anything we're really powerful mm. and we unpack a lot of our magic capabilities within us so i teach people how to feel i teach people how to to honor the past and to identify the memories that potentially very painful memories from the past and look at them as really the portals to how we can serve, how we can provide our value and how we can develop the modalities from the messages and the lessons that we've received throughout our lifetime to show up in a greater capacity and, and serve the world. Mm -hmm. How would you say that your, um, all of our, you know, our homes of origin, obviously you had a great experience with your family, so did I, and yet there are challenges there that, um, you know, we were on one path and oftentimes it's not just the, our home of origin, but it's our reaction to it. It's the choices that we made in response to whatever we experienced. Um, you, these things were new to you, this idea of personal development, the intuitive, were you brought up in a environment that was a bit more, um, scientific or religious or kind of just, or more um, business oriented, or how is that in con your current experience in contrast to kind of your home of origin growing up years? Thank you for asking the question. Um, my parents, my mom grew up in a very Christian um, community, very, very strict Christian. Um, and my my father actually, um, he he really didn't push anything on us. He decided, you know, this is really your decision. You can do whatever you would like with the information you want. I mean, we would go to church on holidays, but really that was like the extent of it. Mm -hmm. So in that, in that way, I feel very um, blessed in a sense, because I was able to kind of go down this new explorate, ex explorative journey and decide for myself really what mattered, what I wanted to believe in and choose. Um, I did a religious studies course in, in college that really sparked my interest because mm -hmm. I saw some commonalities. I saw really, you know, that we all have the the capacity to love and the capacity to fear. And um, I, I, I thought that was really interesting to, to delve deeper into the different types of religions and, and understand and kind of cherry pick what really served me. And, and so I wouldn't associate myself with a specific type of religion, right? As of right now, except for, you know, the religion of love, um, the religion of being your truest self. Um, so to answer your question, I think, I think the, the most 
encouraging thing that I um, do for my daughter and, and for myself now is is to really explore like the the beauty in in what nature provides and what we are as a human race and and really see the commonalities that we really all just want to to come together and be united and and feel good. Um, and when you really break down the layers and understand that the corest, corest, the the deepest core, the nucleus of who we are is is truly happiness and love, then you realize there's really not that big of a divide. Hmm. Does I'm that make under- sense? Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm reminded of a book that I read by uh, Thomas Moore called A Religion of One's Own. Uh, the subtitle is A Guide to Creating a Personal Spirituality in a Secular World. And so much of what you've described is what you is what he talks about, you know, that has become super popular these days is really creating your own religion, not one that you're trying to convert others to, but one that kind of works for you in terms of pulling different, you know, components that, um, that resonate. Yeah. And it sounds like that's that's what you've done and that, that feels good and that's working for you. Yeah, definitely. And I I have to pick up that book. I mean, can you relate to anything that you've heard in in my story? Is there anything that comes up for you that you, that you can relate to? Yeah. I mean, um, for me, uh, the houses or the, the house metaphor, um, I pretty much had uh, one room. I have a one-room house. <laughs> it's a loft, and uh, that room was performance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's achievement. Uh, right. There, there were not too many other rooms in the home, um, and you know, then there's the the back the back closet, as you, as you said, and uh, yeah. So for me, I had to figure out and um, what it would look like to not only value that part of me that can achieve, that can push, that can strive, but yet what does it look like to um, question, why did I build that room so big? Wow, why why did that room get built? Um, when, when the architect was laying out the drawings, was the architect, the capital A architect that laid out that room? Or was it mm. me who expanded the, you know, kind of made revisions before it went to the city for approval? You know? Um, right. Yeah, so, I love that. Yeah, I think that uh, for me, I've had to then um, deconstruct my home mm. and say, "Hmm, do, what what parts need to be added? Some some walls or some boundaries or some um, utilities or whatever it might be in order to better serve my life, so, so that it would be a more sustainable home in order to live right. in and a more." hospitable home to uh, allow others to interact. And I, man, I'm still learning. I'm still learning um, that for sure. You know, how to, how to, I think, I feel like I'm always in renovation mode. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And the, and that's, that's one of the best things about doing the work that we do too, is you're always on the cutting edge of really self-improvement. And I love that piece. I love that so much. And, you know, just to kind of piggyback on what you just said, I think, um, initially when I first saw that there was such a huge difference and I was not honoring that, that corner, right, right. That, that, that closet in the home that I really wanted my truth. I jumped ship so fast and, and really what that looked like for me as I traveled the world for, for, 
for a while and I really like almost took off the blinders, right? And so the pendulum swinged way over to the other side where I was like, my truth is this, my truth is not that. So I was really shunning the past almost. Um, and like everything that I was forced to believe or was conformed to believe and all the processes and all the paradigms and the beliefs and all that stuff that was really pushed on me. Mm. And then, and then what really, you know, after that process, what's really, what's really interesting is like through the implementation of this work and teaching others, what I really learned the broader, more, more grand picture of it all is that it's absolutely not shunning the past. It's, it's really honoring Mm-hmm. your own individualistic journey and 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 how do the worlds merge and marry and how can you use the skills and the capabilities that you've learned from the other rooms in the house to apply to the, create an even more beautiful and grand truth right mm-hmm. so i think that that's really where the awakening happened for me is when i decided like okay i'm not going to just completely let go of everything that i've experienced and actually use the fundamental skills that i learned while presenting to clients um building rapport with the physicians I was working with, all these key elements that I build up for 10 years in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I decided to like, that's when my business started taking off. When I started honoring who I was before and who I get to be now. So like what you said was perfect about how you're renovating, how you're rebuilding the house from scratch with the the ability to decipher like what you what rooms you want to have versus mm-hmm. like what's forced upon you right so i think that that's really really beautiful that you said that and so you transitioned out of the medical device industry into what so yeah i i, I transitioned into a um product based business so I really had developed a, I, I kind of hinted that this, at this at the very beginning, but throughout the experience, um, I, I developed a very severe eating disorder, um, which is where really how my body was communicating to me, like something is off, something is off. And I was just ignoring the signs. Um, and I needed, you know, and that was my way of searching for control because I felt so out of control. Mm. Um, and so and that's a whole nother podcast episode in and of itself. <laughs> but, but so I looked for ways to use that to support women. So I created a, a body love swimwear brand hmm. and I created a eco conscious swimwear brand called Sundari Swim with the purpose behind the brand being that every woman is whole already. And so uh, I actually incorporated blessed crystals from the earth, um, and each crystal is unique to um, a specific type of characteristic that a woman can connect to when she's wearing one of the swim- the bikinis in public. So I try to go to like the most extreme la- layer of where people are basically naked in public, and when you're feeling the most vulnerable, and using that as your superpower, and and accompanying a crystal to really step into your space of comfort and ease and your own confidence. So there's a lot of layers involved in that business, but um, the the truest essence of it was to really allow women to shine through, to feel 
their whole self and connect around the world. So that was my, that was the business that I created first when I moved out of corporate. Um, and then that transitioned into coaching. Um, I, I started building a business where I was, I was working with a lot of, it first was a lot of the models that I was photographing for my swimwear brand, um, (laughs) which is really interesting. And then it kind of grew into the body love. I did some online courses for that. And then it grew into really transforming people's minds into understanding how the brain works and, um, and, and how you can really adjust the way that you are looking at the past to create a better future for yourself. Mm-hmm. So, and that's really what I work with people on today um, in two different ways. I have a cor- I have a business, a, a foundation called the Live Your Light School, where I teach people how to rediscover their truth, their story, and identify um, who they are. Like, really open that closet in their house and jump in and say, "Hey, like, I am." I am this person and I want to leave this legacy. I want to leave this mark in the world. And, and why do I want to leave that? Like truly like the deepest, why, why, why do you want that? Mm -hmm. You know, and understanding that and then using that information from your past and creating a new script for your life Mm -hmm. by, by, I created this, um, like I, I told you at the very beginning of our conversation is like, I like to simplify things down. I think the more simple we can be, the less room for overcomplication. And when we overcomplicate things, we have inaction. So I created this method of understanding how your brain is working. Um, and it's the acronym BREATHE. So the BREATHE method. And really, um, it comes back to the breath. When we're in the breath, we can truly be here and now where we're not depressed about the past and we're not anxious about the future. We are grounding ourselves and anchoring ourselves in the present moment. So using the breath to first activate this process. And then as you move down into the different letters of the breathe method, you're, you're really extracting your thoughts and you're understanding why you're thinking it with curious and compassionate eyes. Mm-hmm. And that and that really goes back into understanding and, and looking at the past as a way to pave your future. Can you and break then, down break down each letter? Do you mind? Just do you have that? Yeah, I yeah. So so really the breathe method. So let's start with B. B is breathe. So taking a few deep breaths. So taking three deep conscious breaths, allowing yourself to ground into the present moment. R stands for release. So release is what I call a thought drop. And a thought drop is really where you get all of the thoughts that you have in your mind about the situation, not on paper. So allowing yourself to do a stream of consciousness, writing, allowing everything. I I call it I call it really, it's like a mental hygiene. It's really taking a mental shower. Mm -hmm. So like we do these mental showers. I do showers every day or every other day, hopefully. Um, And so this is really, it's a very important key element. And you probably are aware as well, you know, in this, 
information age, it's really important to do these cleanses of our mind. Mm -hmm. And so doing a release of our thoughts and allowing all of these thoughts out on paper, you can then identify, like really sort through the madness that's going on up there. And so the R stands for release. E stands for emotion. So we know that um, really our thoughts create an emotion in our body. So everything that we do in life or don't do in our life is based off of how we want to feel or don't want to feel. So it's based off of that emotion. So you're then going to go back through your thought drop and you're going to see what really is the root thought, right? Mm -hmm. That really is contributing. So I have a, I have a process for that too. And I have really easy, break, digestible worksheets um, uh, to really help people understand the process of, of a thought drop. And it's really like a tick box, like yes, no, yes, no, three mm -hmm. questions. Um, and I'm happy to provide that for your listeners too. So I'll, I'll give you a link to that if they want one of the, a worksheet, a thought drop worksheet. Um, and, and really, so you identify the core thought and then you ask yourself, what emotion am I feeling because of this core thought? Right. And then what action is what A stands for? So A is what action am I taking because of this emotion that I'm feeling? Right. So then you see the chain of chain of events that's happening, right? So you see the thoughts that are contributing to the emotion that are contributing to the action, which is mm -hmm. not creating the outcome that you want in your life. Mm -hmm. So, so the T stands for transform. And this is where the magic happens. So we think about ourselves in the future. So what is that real, that thing that we really, really want? And sometimes when we look at, sometimes it takes us knowing that what we don't want Mm -hmm. to realize what we do want. So really identifying what it is that you really do want and then saying, okay, if I have that thing, how do I need to think? So that's where the transform thought comes in and you transform that old unconscious thought into something that's very conscious. Okay. And then you check yourself and you say, okay, so the H stands for how does this make me feel and how does it make me act? Okay, so H is how, right? So you're really checking your work and making sure that it's going to be in alignment with that person that you want to be. Hmm. And then E is express. So literature has proven that when we express, we actually cement the new thought in place. So a belief is really a thought that we just continue to have over and over. So when we speak it and we express it and we practice it continuously, that's when we start firing new neural pathways. And that's when we continue to start shifting out of an old belief system into a new belief system. So really the practicing is key, but you want to make sure that the transformed thoughts are in alignment with who you want to be. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I have my students create a transformed thought log and really plant these all over their house, all over their living arrangements, you know, so in, in their phone. So they have these reminders popping in to remind them of really what you want to think. Because if you think about it in the sense of our brains are, have been programmed for 20, 30, 40, 50 years of, or even, you know, more or less, but programmed to continuously think the specific way, mm -hmm. you then realize that, gosh, that's the path of least resistance. So I really need to adjust to recalibrate the beliefs that are taking up the airspace in my brain, right? right so right. we need we need to really adjust that. And the only way we can adjust that is to 
to really lean into that friction and really practice it on a consistent basis. Because the brain likes to be efficient. The brain likes to avoid pain. It likes to seek pleasure, right? So the way that we have to really approach every new thought and adjusting the way that we're interacting with the world has to be with the preface of, I am I know it's going to be uncomfortable to adjust my thinking. I know it's going to be, I know it's going to be a fight, but it's willing, I'm willing to fight it because again, you've already identified the why you've peeked into that closet of your house that you know is your truth. You've identified that story. And, and really that's what I do with live your light school is like extract your story, look at the past and how to really bridge the gap to where you want to go. Identifying all of those key aspects of you that have made you, you, and how you can use every piece of that to serve and show up. And, and so that's the breathe method. And, um, yeah, it's something that I, I introduce in my, in all of my programs. Um, so I think it's really, it's really important. And and it's something that I developed based off of my experience and Mm -hmm. everything that I teach is, is, you know, in, in, my own personal integrity, everything that I teach is all based off of my experience. And then of course, going back and doing my own, my self-study and getting certified and all that stuff too. But I only feel comfortable teaching from my experience because I know what works Mm -hmm. and I've tested it and I've tested over and over and over again. And, and so I'm really passionate about what I do because I know that this, even the breathe system alone can simply change your life. If you're going to take anything away from this conversation right now, write the word breathe on your piece of paper and go through the acronym and just try it on what you're thinking about right now about a situation and report back. Let me know how you're doing. (laughs) Sure. Sure. You um, recently had a daughter uh, brought into the world um, a couple years ago. Um, how did having a child impact your way of thinking about the about life? Just you know the things that you're talking about. How did it how did it impact your outlook and your experience? I think well, we named her Light. Her name is Kahaya K A H A Y A, which in is a version of the Balinese word Light. So. You know, in truth, her her name is is exactly who she is to us. Like she has provided so much light and gifted us with so much clarity, allowing us to drop into the present moment to see things for really what they are instead of what we want them to be or what we're trying to change them. Um, she's she's, you know, the word equanimity comes to mind when I think of her because things are perfect, even in the days when when she's crying, when she's, you know, upset, you know, and so it it really is a parallel to everything in life. It's like, when we embrace what is, and when we show up and smile and, you know, show our emotion and show up as us, which is what she does and what she does every single day, it reminds us to do the same. So she's been a really beautiful, gifted reminder from the universe to show up as me to be more of me and and again really an awakener in a sense because it, she's you know I want to be better for her right 
And I know it sounds so <laughs> just, you know, it's every mom says this probably, but truly I like, I want to show her with that, you know, anything is possible. Mm-hmm. So really I kind of stepped, stepped it up a notch when she was born because I was like, okay, let's, let's do this for real because I want to show her that her dreams, no matter how big or small, she can do it. Mm-hmm. And so that's really when I, I went all in with my, my own personal dream. And that's, again, sometimes you just need that nudge. And she was that for me. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Hmm. So in the midst of um, all of this COVID and Corona chaos, um, people are, you know, obviously they've got a lot of things going through their head and heart. Um, what encouragement would you give people today that are listening, trying to figure things out? You know, I think, um, I think we're in a very unique, dynamic, ever-changing world. And this is just a, um, a situation that has really pulled our consciousness to a very common space, right? Where we're all feeling the same thing. Um, I also think that it's a beautiful opportunity to re-evaluate our priorities. And where we have become, you know, disassociated with our our truest nature. So, you know, I think, you know, I think it's really important, first off, to to develop a very um, unique routine for yourself. Mm. Where, and I'm speaking just from my own experience working from home, because I think, um, you know, if you're used to going to the office, if you're used to your, you know, your routine, uh, you know, getting up, going to work, um, getting in traffic or doing your presentation, whatever it looks like for you, I think it's important to establish your own personal routine and what my routine is might not work for your routine or what, you know, so-and-so's routine might, you know, so I think it's really a beautiful sacred experience to, to write out what works for you. And in the experience of actually creating your own personalized routine, you begin asking the questions of what do I really want to accomplish? Like, who do I want to be? And these questions are really the cornerstone of, of something that you can truly start developing and, and shifting into, right? And we all know that you know habits are created by consistently doing the same thing over and over. So really, what do you want to what do you want to show up as? Mm-hmm. So start by asking these questions and and developing, hey, like I want to be more present or I want to be more creative. Like, okay, then go deeper. Like, okay, what would that mean? Like, how could I do that every day? Maybe it's a five-minute exercise or maybe it's, you know, having a conversation without our phones present or maybe that means turning off the Netflix and reading a book. You know, it's different for everybody, like I said. And I think that the, the beauty lies in finding your own unique type of routine. And and Mm -hmm. let's not even use the word routine. Let's use the word ritual because I love the word ritual in terms of like the sacred connection to you. Um, You know, and I also think, um, I I think it's really important to touch on the fact that there are very, um, we're all kind of a little nervous right now about um, income, right? So, I think it's an opportunity to really stretch ourselves and think of new ways to, to, to call in different types of income streams. Mm. And, and that might mean developing a, an income stream that serves or that 
allows your creative outlets to be explored. Um, and you know, I've, I've, in, in essence, I've, I've seen this with a lot of my clients where they're like, Oh shoot, like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to pivot. Like everyone's talking about pivoting and I don't know what to do. Like mm-hmm. I don't, haven't even, I haven't, I got laid off and I don't, I am not even approved for, you know, the packages from the government or whatnot. And so my heart goes out to all of these people and, you know, so many of us are in a, in situations, you know, in all different colors and shapes and sizes. So mm-hmm. I think, I think it's really a, a good opportunity to look within and say, okay, let's just start from scratch and let's just let my brain go and say, okay, if money didn't matter, what would I want to do? Mm. And, and I think, again, it goes back to, to rewriting your script. Like, what is your story going to look like? What is your legend? What is your legacy? And when we start to think in those terms, it gets really exciting and we can start exploring different avenues that we quite possibly haven't even get offered ourselves permission to explore. And, and I think it's really cool. And, um, and I actually created a four week course to do exactly that. It's called the soul aligned income stream, not to plug it, but it's just, it's an appropriate time to to mention it. Um, yeah. So, so it's really pulling, um, some key, key pieces to help you identify your unique gifts within your own experience, your expertise seeing if there's a market for it. And, and then, and this is where it comes like me bridging the, the worlds of my business expertise from my medical advice industry and me using the spiritual side too, is like understanding the relevancy. If like doing the validation and seeing if there's a target audience and Mm -hmm. seeing if you honestly are going to want to move forward with this business idea, or if you need to pivot and, and adjust and refine so really, um, I love I love the course because it's only four weeks. First off, um, and second, you get to you get to really uh, decide on something that's validated before you even spend a dime creating it. Mm-hmm. So you validate it, you test you test your market, you start building people and and actual buyers before you build it, and and. You start and in the process of this, you're really connecting back to your truth, returning home in essence, and and serving, right? And so it's coming from that soul aligned place. And what I'm finding is that my students that are actually doing this, they're like, "Why haven't I done this in before? Like, I don't understand why wasn't my my window opened to this right, before? Right, I right. hadn't even thought about this." And so I think you know, if we're really looking at COVID as a um, shifting our, our vantage point and saying, okay, I can, I can use this as, okay, I'm at ground zero. How do I want to build a new foundation? Right, right? Right. So imagining that new house being built. So good. So good. Emily K Thomas.com. Cause there's a bazillion Emily Thomas's in the world. What the heck? Yes. Jeez. I know. <laughs> but there's only one Emily there's only- Thomas.com. Yes, which is yes. where you can find you and your uh, podcast. Uh, excited that um, uh, as all as well to draw people's attention to Sundari Swimwear. Um, so Thank many great you. resources as well as your uh, your course. So we will push people there. Do you have a favorite social media place that you like to hang out with more than hang out at more than others? Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I have live your light podcast. Um, but I use, um, my social media is usually, uh, Instagram where I do a lot of live, um, 
free online coaching and that kind of thing too. So if you're just interested in getting some, some insight and seeing who I am before you even do anything else with me, which I totally get, um, just come check me out. Come hang out and say hi on Instagram. My handle is ITS. So it's Emily Thomas. And I look forward to meeting you. And thank you so much for having me. And I'm excited to have you on my show as well. Thanks so much, Emily. I appreciate it. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, I want to encourage you to share it with a friend. Take a screenshot, text it to them, tell them to subscribe to the Inspiration Rising podcast on their favorite podcast app. Or, of course, you can always listen to the show on our website, which is insporising.com. Also, check out my new book, Empowered to Rise. It's available on Amazon via the special link, insporising.com slash book. All right, love you guys. Have a wonderful week.